You make me new. You 
Good morning, NBCC. We are so excited to have you here with us this Sunday morning. Something that makes us an amazing church is that we serve together. If you're interested in serving and you want to get some more information, go ahead and text SERVE to the number on your screen so that we can get you involved. If you're new with us this morning, we want to connect with you. So go ahead and text CONNECT to the number on your screen and fill out that connect card so that we can get in touch. Just because the music has ended doesn't mean our worship has to. We want to continue in worship this morning through giving. We try to make this as easy as possible for you, so you can either go to our mobile app or our website to give. Pastor Mike has some amazing things in store from the Word today, and we want to hear what it's all about, so let's head on over. Well, good morning. I'm Pastor Mike, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to Mission Vale Christian Church. We are starting a new series this morning, which I'm totally excited about, called Jesus Uncensored. And I'll explain that in just a second. If you have your Bibles, you might want to turn to Mark chapter 1. We're going to be spending the next six weeks together going through a different snapshots through the Gospel of Mark. Now, I just want to say as an outset, and before we get into the text, we're going to start in verse 14 in just a moment. Um, Jesus, when he walked the earth, um, he came to bring salvation. He came to bring the simple message of the Gospel. And it's simply this, that there is a God in heaven, that he's a personal God. He has created us. He wants relationship with us. But because of our uh, rebellion and the fact that we've run away from God, we've created a barrier called sin with God. And unfortunately, um, we can't be in a place called heaven because we've sinned. Well, Jesus came to earth. God literally came in the form of man to die on the cross, to rise again so that we could have eternal life. Now, that is a free gift from God. If we receive Christ and we are sincere in our heart, we are saved. We have been washed by his blood. We are new creatures, what the Bible calls a new person in Christ. And that is a life change. That's huge. But then once we start following Jesus, we find out that Jesus didn't always make it easy on his followers. Jesus sometimes was very offensive. Jesus didn't come to the earth to give us easy, um, little quick hallmark kind of cards. Jesus Christ was offensive to the religious world. He was offensive to the political world. And he was even offensive to those that were claiming to follow him because I believe Jesus always wanted to push his followers to new heights of following him. So um, I, I just want to say that through this series, I hope that if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, my hope is that you're going to be a little bit offended for the next six weeks. And that's a good thing because that really causes us to decide, hey, am I really all into following Jesus? The good, the bad, the difficult, the easy. And I just want to follow Christ and his commands. I just think that what we kind of do is, is when we accept Christ, we're on fire. We're excited. He's changed our life on the inside out. Our heart has changed. We have new thinking. And it, the, the whole, our whole life is just set on a new course. But I, I think what happens maybe for some of us is that we, we make a cultural Jesus in other words, we, we turn Jesus, not of the scripture, but we turn Jesus into someone that is a little bit easier for us. We, we turn Jesus into a cultural kind of Jesus where he's not asking too much of us. He's not requiring too much. If Jesus, you know, can fit into my schedule, then I'll follow him. And, and, and we kind of make a change. We may not use those words, but we make a change in the way that we follow Christ, into following an easy kind of makeshift, soft serve follower of Christ. I'll give you an example of that. Um, I just have a conviction about the word that when Jesus said it, we just line up, we do it, and we find the joy in doing it. 
Um, but what we do is we kind of compromise. We uh, re, reshift what Jesus is saying. In other words, um, Jesus made it clear for us to share our faith with others when we come to Christ. And so what we do is we say something like, well, if they ask me, then I'll share my faith. Or I don't really have time to get involved in one of those community groups. Um, when I um, do my tax returns, doesn't matter if I cheat a little bit. Um, you know, I really don't need to forgive this person because what they did was so hurtful that I'll just ignore them and I'll just pretend that this all went away. Um, you know, I just, I, I know better than those leaders at the church and therefore I'm not really going to give my time. I'm not going to give my finances. I'm not going to give my heart because I don't think they're really making the right kind of decisions there at the church. And we can go on with a myriad of different excuses about why we're not completely sold out for Jesus Christ and we're all in and Jesus, whether it's easy or difficult, I, I'm going to follow your command. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. Now, before we read the text here, I, I, I just say all those things to say that, that I want so much for your heart and your mind to be engaged in what the book of Mark is saying here in chapter one, verses 14 through 27. Gospel of Mark is a fast-paced, fast-moving. He's going to use words throughout the book like immediately, suddenly, without delay, follow me, left everything behind, and follow Jesus. So it's not a quick, easy, just sign up to follow Jesus, and it's never look back, and it's just totally smooth sailing. It's not like that. Following Jesus means that we've got to move out of our comfort zone. That word that phrase comfort zone is something that I want you just to remember. In fact, this might be a place that maybe in the, the chat section, if you're watching online, um, to ask some questions or to chat with somebody about, am I really in my comfort zone? And is that keeping me from what God desires to do in my life? Or am I willing to step out of that place that's comfortable for me so that I can be in the will of God? Now, Jesus didn't say he came to make it easy. He says he came to bring a sword. And what I mean, what I think Jesus meant by that is simply this. Jesus causes us to decide. Are we going to follow Jesus full on or are we just going to kind of follow halfway? A sword is definitive. A sword, a sword draws a line in the sand. A sword makes it very clear. Am I on the right or am I on the left? Am I following God or am I not? And there's no middle ground. There's some people say, well, I haven't really decided yet. But to not decide is to decide. So I, I hope and pray at the end of these next few minutes that you are completely engaged and say, yes, God, I'm all in. I'm deciding to follow you no matter how difficult it is. So let's pick up our Bibles. I just want to um, take a quick look at how Jesus called his disciples to come follow him. Verse 14, Mark chapter 1. After John was put in prison, that means John the Baptist, he was in prison. Jesus went into the town of Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. And the time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe the good news. Verse 16 tells us, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, which we know his name is Peter, Jesus would later give him a name, and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will, give, I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. And without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. 
I think this scene is awesome because Jesus makes a calling, come follow me. These guys left everything behind and followed him, which tells me this, number one, is coming into your calling with God means coming out of your comfort zone. These guys had to leave their comfort in order to follow Jesus Christ. And it doesn't mean that they were completely following Jesus into a life of pain and turmoil and heartache. We, we certainly don't want to paint a picture that's not there in scripture that it's always hard to follow Jesus. But certainly there was a decision they had to make. Am I gonna leave the comforts of family? Am I gonna leave the comforts of my business? Am I gonna leave the comforts of my bank account to trust God and follow him, not knowing exactly where he's gonna lead me, but Jesus, I trust you. Number two is this, when he calls you, he doesn't always change your career. So lest we think, well, if I follow Jesus, man, he's gonna call me to some completely different vocation. He's gonna call me to a completely different part of the world. That might be the case, but usually it's not. Number three is this, entering into your calling means you must forsake your comfort. It simply means you've got to forsake the comfortable area of your life. Peter and John, Andrew and Peter, James and John, these guys had to leave their businesses. They had to leave their parents. They left the comforts. And, and Jesus said this, guys, you're going to come follow me. You don't know where I'm leading, but I need you to trust me is really what Jesus is saying. I, I just think there's something to point out here that in following Christ, um, the greatest enemy of faith oftentimes is our familiarity. We can easily get stuck because we're familiar with something and we like the things the way we like it. And if Jesus calls us out of that to do something for him, oftentimes we're left with just staying where it's comfortable. It's kind of interesting that this is the first time these guys were called. I just kind of imagine Jesus coming up to these guys, and I don't think it was the first time that they saw him. I don't think it was the first time they heard him. Jesus Christ was around that area, and so they heard that this so-called God-man, this man from heaven, the Messiah that the Jewish people had been praying for and anticipating, was now on earth, and so he's in their very midst. So it wasn't just like this strange guy came up and said, come follow me. They left their stuff to follow Jesus. They had heard that there was this preacher, this Messiah, possibly. And so when they were captivated in his presence, I believe they dropped everything to follow him. Now, it's, it's also kind of interesting that they went to Capernaum, which you're going to read in just a moment, which is ironic because the, the city of Capernaum was actually, the, the meaning of it means village of the comforter. So Jesus is calling them out of their comfort zone, but he's, call, he's calling them into a place that they were calling the comforter, the city of comfort. I want to pick it up here um, in verse um, 21. And they went to Capernaum. And when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law, just as a man in their synagogue who was there possessed by an impure spirit cried out, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly, and come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. And the people were all so amazed that they asked one another, what is this, a new teaching and with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly all over the region 
of Galilee. Here's a man who's in the synagogue, possessed with an evil spirit. There's demon possession here in this very moment. Jesus calls his disciples. They are following him. He goes into Capernaum. He goes into the place of worship. And this was definitely a place where the Jews gathered. It was a familiar place. It was a comfortable place for them. And in fact, um, this is a place that they had been many times before. Jesus was familiar with this place. But this was a sign, I believe, for us to learn from of a major part of the dysfunction of being so absolutely comfortable that everyone just was in their place of familiarity as Jesus walks into this place. And as this evil spirit speaks through this man, he says, we know who you are, the Holy One of God. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Now, it's interesting to note here that Jesus doesn't need a seance. Jesus doesn't need a committee. Jesus doesn't need permission. He is the Word. He is God in flesh. And he immediately confronts this evil spirit and says, come out. The presence of God, when the presence of God gets involved, it gets very messy. Here's a question I have in the midst of just going into the synagogue. Imagine with me we're in this setting with the disciples of Jesus. Why is this man able to sit in church, sit in the synagogue week after week after week for so long with an evil spirit and nobody knows? Then Jesus shows up. The power of God comes into this moment. And I just want to stop and just recognize here that sins and sinful behavior can become so familiar and so comfortable for us. It's almost like a warm snuggly, dude. It's almost like it's our comfort place. Um, I'll just give you an example. Some of us can get really into, and I know that I have uh, been tripped up in this often is I can get into a, a place of complaining about things, complaining about life, complaining about uh, just things going on, uh, maybe just at work, uh, complaining about family, complaining about my bank account, um, or even talking about someone else behind their back and justifying it, saying that, well, we're really praying for this person. Um, it meets an immediate need, doesn't it? It's like a comfort place. Um, maybe just having judgments about how other people should be parenting their children. Or if I was in school, this is the way what I, I would do it. Or if I was doing it over again, I would get my degree in this. Or I would have done it differently. Why are they doing this? And we almost kind of just indulge in our insecurities. We have this place of indulgement that we think we know better. Or we can get into a place of dysfunction where we get so comfortable in our dysfunction, we can get so comfortable in a place called sin that we just use this phrase, and I know that most of us have done this at one point in our life, well, that's just the way that I am. Not knowing that that phrase keeps us from really finding this amazing place of following Jesus where he's asking us to step out of our comfort zone and maybe into some difficult territory, new territory with Jesus. Jesus came to deliver. Jesus came to set us free. Jesus came to start a whole new life for us. And we can even go to a place of comfort, comfort food, comfort friends, comfort porn, comfort texting. And we can go into all these comfortable places and we can sit in church every single weekend and nobody even knows that these things are going on. And we've become so comfortable with it. We are now numb to the fact that God is calling us to get out of that comfortable place because he wants to do something amazing in our life, but we're so stuck in the sin that we no longer 
even hear the voice of God. You know, even um, just um, preaching and teaching the word over the last years, um, I find myself into a comfortable place of maybe if, you know, if people clap or give an amen or give an applause, I feel like, man, I'm really doing my job. But you know what? I'm learning the older that I get that sometimes the quieter it gets and sometimes uh, people in church are squirming a little bit because I'm calling them to something greater or we're really reading some tough words of Jesus and people get offended. I'm learning that that's a better place to be. And what the question is, what then have we allowed in our life to be so comfortable that it's occupying a place in our life that keeps us from moving on to following Jesus? Listen, it may be this. The devil, just like in this synagogue, doesn't want us to be uncomfortable because he knows that we're going to change. Keep them comfortable. Keep them quiet. Week after week, sit in the same place, worship the same way, believe the same thing that I've always just kind of believed on the outskirts about whatever it is in life, and we never really get to that place of conviction for change. Conviction comes sometimes in a messy place. This was a messy situation with this demonic uh, spirit that was uh, overtaking this man, and Jesus confronts that evil spirit. It's just kind of interesting here that in Matthew chapter 11, verse 23, um, Jesus gives some woes, if you will. In fact, he denounced some of the cities that rejected him. I think it's very clear here in Matthew chapter 11, verse 23, that Capernaum was a city that actually rejected Jesus. And unfortunately, because they rejected him, they missed God. They missed that Jesus was there in their city. They got too comfortable. So here's a question that I just want to throw out there for all of us. Have we gotten too comfortable in our faith? When we are confronted with serving somebody else, reaching out to somebody else, giving to somebody else? Do we just say, oh, I really just don't have time to do that. Somebody else will take care of that. So here's some really tough questions I have in closing for all of us. Number one is, are we running from our calling that Jesus is giving us out of our comfort zone? Are we running from that? Number two, where do you run? Where do I run for our comfort zone? Is it any place other than God then it's going to distract us from a great place of walking with Jesus. Have we learned to tolerate behaviors that are so unlike God that no, no longer do we have a conviction about those things that are pulling us away from Christ? And here's the last one. Have you asked Jesus to set you free from your discomfort? I just think that um, sometimes the loudest response is not always the best one but the decision that's made in the heart and in the mind to say, yes, Lord, I will get out of my comfort zone and into a place with you that's the unknown, but I trust you and I trust that you're leading me. I just, I just want to say here that today is the start of this new series, that this is an eviction notice for the enemy to get out, to come out of any place of my life that I've been too comfortable with. And Jesus, I just want you to have full reign in my life. I hope that's where you're at. I look forward to getting to the uh, part two of this series and uh, hope that you'll be with us next week just for you to know that we're always here in person service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We look forward to meeting you at MBCC next week as we continue on with this series that we believe God's called us through the gospel of Mark called Jesus Uncensored.